Hello, hello, everybody. You are listening to Throne Room Thoughts with Tanisha. The Bible tells us to come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. My hope and prayer for everyone listening to this podcast is that you'll receive the tools to boldly declare power and victory over your life in Jesus Christ. Hello, my good people. Welcome to another episode of Throne Room Thoughts with Tanisha. How are you all? It is a privilege and an honor to meet with you guys yet again to talk about what the Lord is doing in and through us and how we could get into agreement with his word and align our lives with the direction, the plan and the purposes that he has for us. How are you all? How has life been treating you? Things are pretty good on my end. I will not complain. And um, I am excited to delve into the topic at hand for us today. So on the last episode of the Throne Room Thoughts podcast, I spoke with you guys about repentance and and what that means. And the definition that came up was um, being committed to the amendment of one's life, being committed to the amendment of one's life. And that was a totally unplanned, unscripted podcast. Normally I have like a, a outline and I have a very strategic way that I that I study and um, make my points and, and, and the way I, I sort of have a an idea of the way I want to deliver things. But um, that particular podcast was actually like off the dome and I just was speaking from the heart. Um, So what I wanted to do was actually follow up with that because there was some really good nuggets that I, that I discussed and I wanted to sort of flesh it out and just expound on that a little bit. So let's get right into it. For those joining us for the first time on the Throne Room Thoughts podcast, I usually start with my preaching potential quote of the day. So the preaching potential quote of the day from today comes from none other than Pastor Tony Evans. He said, success is not what you have done compared to what others have done. Success is what you have done compared to what you were supposed to do. Lord, my God, let me repeat that. Success is not what you have done compared to what others have done. Success is what you have done compared to what you were supposed to do. Oh my gosh, let me tell you, especially in light of what we're going to be discussing today, that is so delicious. Success is not what you've done compared to what others have done. We have a tendency to compare ourselves to others and to judge and gauge how well we're doing based upon how well somebody else is doing and in comparison to what somebody else is doing. And really and truly, as the quote says, this is this thing that we're doing called life is not about how well we're doing in comparison to the next person. It is about what our life requires and what we're supposed to be doing in comparison to whether or not we're actually following through with that. And so this has preaching potential because that is such an important thing for us to understand and get down into our spirits that we need to have a lane for ourselves and create a lane for ourselves 
um, as opposed to comparing to comparing and contrasting to the next person's life. We don't know what another person's life um, requires. We don't know what's really going on in the background of another person's life. We only know what they show us. We only know what they portray on social media. And so to even put ourselves in a position to compare to another person is a setup for failure because we don't really know what the real is at the end of the day. All we can do is determine what our life requires, what our goals and our dreams and aspirations require. Um, and compare that with whether or not we're actually doing what we're supposed to be doing. So that is our preaching potential quote of the day. And that comes from, again, Dr. Tony Evans, who pastors Oak Cliff Bible Church in Dallas, Texas. So let's get right into the meat and potatoes of what we're talking about today. So as I said at the beginning of the episode, on the last podcast, um, I touched on the areas of repentance and really and truly changing your mind and changing the way you view things. So not not necessarily repentance in the sense of, you know, turning away from your sins and 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 going to God and confessing your sins. Yes, of course, those are important things. But what I wanted to do was look at repentance on a deeper level. So the definition says that repentance means to be committed to the amendment of one's life, the amendment of your life. So today on this episode of Throne Room Thoughts, we want to talk about what that actually means or what that how that actually plays itself out when you consider amending your life and making drastic changes and and changing your outlook about things. What does that entail? So the three things that we want to look at are the areas of vision, discipline and persistence. Vision, discipline, and persistence. Please make sure you have your notebook, your notepad, your pens, your Bible, your Bible app, whatever you need. Throne Room Thoughts is the practical podcast. So this is where we come to actually flesh out the principles and flesh out the things that allow us to apply God's word to our lives in a real way and apply it in a way that actually will guarantee us the results that God promises in his word. Make sure you guys are equipped with your pen, your pad, your notebook, and everything else you need. So the first area that we're looking at is vision. What does scripture tell us about vision? In Proverbs 29 and 18, this is the message version because I really just love the way the message version puts it. But in Proverbs 29 and 18, it says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Do you see what God is doing in your life? Do you know what he wants to do in your life? Do you have a vision for your life? That is the question on the floor when we consider vision. Again, scripture says if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. And of course, we want to be most blessed. So how are we to arrive at being most blessed by understanding and seeing the vision. And of course, partnering with the vision and getting on board with the vision. What is the vision that you have for your life? What business has God laid on your heart? What ministry has he put in your heart? What skill set has he given you? And, and what gifts has he given you that you can turn around and actually give back to the world and give back to society to contribute to making this world that we, we live in better than the way it was before? 
before you got here? What mark are you able to leave on this world by your very presence? That is the question on the floor. We need to have a vision for our lives. There's no leveling up and there's no living your best life without having a vision for your life. None of that stuff. We don't arrive at any of those any of those places with any of that stuff unless we have a vision and we actually can can visualize what that life looks like for ourselves. So it is extremely important that we have a vision and that we align ourselves with with what it takes to bring that vision to fruition. The other scripture I wanted us to look at comes from Habakkuk, and that is chapter two, verses two and three. And it says, then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. This vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. It see, if it seems slow in coming, wait patiently for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. So what we see here is God instructing the prophet Habakkuk to write the vision down and to write down what God is telling him. God promises him that the vision will come to pass and not to be weary in waiting because it will not be delayed, though it may seem that way. It won't, it will come right at the appointed time. So we see here the importance of actually writing things down, not just having a vision, but writing it down. Be strategic about what your vision is. Have an actual outline and, a, and and outcomes and goals and, and deadlines and these kind of things that go with um, vision writing. And so we want to make sure that we're being very intentional and very deliberate when it comes to our vision and when it comes to the the mission and, and the, the broader the broader thing that we want from our lives. So that is the area of vision. Let's move on to the area of discipline. Um, the scripture that I want to reference in the area of discipline comes from the book of Joshua. So in Joshua chapter six, we know the famous story of, um, of the, the wall falling Jericho wall coming down, right? So God gives Joshua an instruction that he's to march around the wall for six days. And that on the seventh day, He's supposed to him and the and the singers are supposed to blow the horns, blow sound the trumpets and sing and praise the Lord and the walls will come crashing down. So in a nutshell, Joshua obeys this instruction that he was given by God and he marches around for six days, six days, six days. And then on the seventh day, he does what God says to do and the walls come crashing down. So the question on the floor in the area of discipline is, do we have what it takes to follow through, right, on a vision or follow through on an instruction. If we're given an instruction from God, if we're given an instruction from leadership or from from a mentor, from someone in 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 an authority position in our lives, do we have the discipline to execute and to follow through? A lot of times we want things, everybody want to level up and everybody want to live their best life. I will say it time and time again, because that's the thing right now. Everybody wants to do that. But does everyone have the discipline? Do we all have the discipline that it takes to be able to stick to things and to see things through? Do we have the discipline that it takes to 
stay at something even when we don't necessarily see the results right away and when we don't see things manifesting right away it does take a level of discipline to do the same thing day in and day out consistently and to understand that you're building in a quality that that is going to stick with you and you're building in a, a strength in yourself that's going to be required to go wherever God has taken you on that journey. So do you have the discipline to, you know, make a to-do list and give yourself times to manage your activities and actually see that through? Do you have the discipline to get up on time to get wherever it is that you have to go? Do you have the discipline to stick to that diet or that meal plan? Do you have the discipline to stick to your workout regimen? Or after a couple of days, do you decide, listen, and I'm over it. I'm not dealing with this. Do you have the discipline to even get started? Sometimes we want to do things and we have these ideas and we have these plans and intentions. And the, the most difficult part of the process is getting started. Do you have the discipline to get started even. So these are the things that we have to ask ourselves and these are the things we have to consider when it comes to changing our lives, amending our lives and taking our goals and our dreams from just being goals and dreams to actually being realized and being tangible things in our lives. Discipline is a major principle that we're not going to be able to see those things come to fruition without. So we have to have an actual vision. We have to see that vision through and we have to actually care for that vision and nurture that vision. And then we have to have the discipline to work at things and to be consistent with things no matter what it's looking like. Once we know God has given us a promise, once we're in faith and we're in communion and in prayer and in fellowship with God, we know what he's laid on our heart. We have to have the discipline to follow through. Um, the next area that I wanted to look at is persistence. And the story that I wanted to reference comes from Luke 18, and it's 1 to 18. Luke chapter 18, 1 to 18. And in this chapter, this is the story of the persistent widow. So we're talking about persistence. This is the story of the persistent widow. So what happened was she, the persistent widow, kept going to the judge and pleading her case to the judge. This happened to be a judge. As Jesus tells the parable in scripture, this happens to be a judge who didn't care about God. He didn't care about people. He did things the way he wanted to, and he didn't have any regard for how anyone felt about it. But this persist, this widow decided I'm going to be persistent and I'm going to go to him and I'm going to plead my case however long it takes, however often it takes. And ultimately what the judge said in scripture was, I'm going to give this woman whatever she wants because she's wearing me out with her constant requests. So she didn't just have requests. She didn't just go to him begging. She didn't just go to him asking. He said she was wearing him out with her constant request. So she was consistent with it. She was persistent with it. And the question on the floor is, are we persistent in pursuing our goals? Are we persistent in pursuing our dreams? Are we applying persistence to actually seeing the desired outcome? That is the question that we have to ask ourselves. Are we committed fully committed to the cause, fully committed to our goals so that we are consistently requesting that God give us what we want, consistently requesting that God come through for us, constantly going to God and petitioning him regarding the vision that he's laid on our heart and the goals that he's laid on our heart. 
this is what is required. We have to have a vision, we have to be disciplined, and we have to be persistent. These are the things that have to happen in order for us to see our goals realized. We cannot allow ourselves to get distracted by what we see on social media, what we see on people's timelines and what what kind of things people post. People will post their best. People will show their best. That's just what comes with the territory. We don't know any of these circumstances intimately. We don't know the details of what goes on in people's lives. We don't know what it takes for them to present the image that that they're presenting to us. And so we can't allow ourselves to be distracted by that. We got to stay woke and understand that there's a, in order to level up, there's an elevation process. It's not like... It isn't the leveling up thing is not like levitation, right? So it's not rising and hovering over. It is going from one to the next to the next to the next and being persistent in climbing up to whatever that next level is for you and wherever that next place is for you. So we have to stay in our own lane and we have to also have the have the guts and have the wherewithal to create a lane where there isn't one. So, you know, you want to do X, Y, and Z, or you want to get into this venture, but you don't see how it's going to happen because you don't see anybody else doing it. You don't necessarily have examples to draw from or any guidance or anything like that. Create a lane for yourself where one doesn't already exist. If you know that God put a vision in your heart and he gave you a skill set, he gave you a gift, and you know that the world needs this, then create a lane that allows you to share that with the world and step out on faith, right? Step out on faith and trust that God is going to light the way every step of the way. And I guarantee you, when you're in sync with what God wants you to do, when you are in, in alignment with his plan and his purposes for you, he will create all kinds of ways. The scripture says he's creating ways in the wilderness. He's creating rivers in the desert. So that means that he's giving you exactly what you need every step of the way. He's he's creating provision for you. He's providing guidance for you. He's lighting your path every step of the way, creating ways in the wilderness, meaning creating a way where there is no way because there's nothing in the wilderness. There's barrenness, emptiness in the wilderness, but he's creating ways in the wilderness and he's creating rivers in the desert. So he's supplying your every need as you are obedient to him and as you are opening up your mind and your heart to what he wants you to do. As long as we're doing things our way and as long as we're doing what we want to do and we're satisfying ourselves, there's always going to be a level of stress, anxiety, and struggle competition, comparison. There's always going to be these kinds of elements that come with doing it our way. God is fine to let us do it our way. He's not going to get in our way when we're doing it our way because he already gave us free will. So he's content to let us do things the way we want to do it. But when you're doing it the way he wants you to do it, and when you're in alignment and in agreement with what he says about you and what he promises you, then it's a little more seamless. The process flows in a different kind of way. Not that there won't be opposition because the devil's not going to be happy that you're in alignment with what God wants. The devil's not going to be happy that you're doing that you're satisfying your purpose here on earth. His main his main mission is to steal, kill and destroy, as scripture says. But God will equip you with everything you need. 
God will give you everything you need. He says you're more than a conqueror. In all things, you're more than a conqueror. And so at the end of the day, although there will be opposition, although there may be challenges, you have to have the faith that says God will get me through this. God has already given me everything I need to win the victory over every situation that I'm going to encounter. And stay connected through his word, through praise and worship, through prayer, and be confident. Throne Room Thoughts, again, is about boldness and confidence. Be confident. Boldly declare radical things over your life. I am a success. I am an overcomer. I have everything that I need. I have more than enough. There's no lack in my life. There's no sickness in my life. There's no disease in my life. There's no sadness in my life. There's no depression in my life. There's no anxiety in my life. There's no anger and animosity and, and, and any of these things in my life. I am an overcomer. I am successful. I am prosperous. Be bold enough to declare those things over your life and believe them because they're what God promised you and they're what you're entitled to as a kingdom citizen. So at the end of the day, no one can tell you about how to arrive where God wants you to go. No one can tell you about whether or not you're being silly to, silly to believe what you believe, about whether you're being naive to believe what you believe. You know what God has already told you. You know what God promises you in your word. And so you're good to go. You're content. You're confident. You're good where you're at. So this is what I wanted to share with my wonderful kingdom citizens here on Throne Room Thoughts today. This is what I wanted to discuss. So to recap, the areas are vision, discipline, and persistence. When you're looking at the amendment of your life, when you're looking at changing your life and walking into your destiny, your purpose, the first area that we have to arrive at is creating a vision or Asking God to give you a vision, to give you an understanding of what he wants. Scripture says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then you will know what God's plans are for your life, which are good and pleasing in purpose, good and pleasing and perfect. <laughs> so yes, get a vision and get in alignment with God's vision, and then be disciplined enough to follow through, to execute, to do whatever it takes to see that vision come to fruition, and then be persistent. Now, that against all odds, you're going to keep plugging away and plugging away, and that you're going to have constant passion, constant fuel, constant zeal in seeing your vision come to fruition. So that is what I wanted to share with you guys about amending your life and what the principles are that we can apply to actually doing that. So we are moving on to our next segment. We shall overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And I actually have a testimony. I'm so excited. I'm excited about this testimony and excited to share it with you guys. Please keep the testimonies coming. They are so important to keeping others motivated, keeping others hopeful and giving others something to look forward to and have faith in. So I am going to read this testimony and it reads as follows. I was suddenly fired from my job and I had been unemployed for the past several months. I've been staying with my sister due to the mounting bills and now having unemployment as my only source of income. I've been praying and pleading to God to bless me with the job and for it to be substantially better than my last job. I've been trying to increase my faith and believe that God would give me his best. I went on a couple interviews and I was offered a job 
but I turned it down due to the very low salary. I continued to believe God and have faith that he would provide. I received my very last unemployment check this week, so I started to feel the pressure. At the end of the week, I received a job offer. This job is paying me $12,000 more in my salary than my previous job with full benefits, medical, vision, and dental, and the benefits are free. Now, praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. If that is not a wonderful testimony and a testament to what it means to have faith, you know, when you are talking about having radical faith and when when you're talking about believing God for the impossible and for and for the supernatural, that means that even when other opportunities may present themselves and even when other offers may present themselves that look like anybody in their right mind would jump on that offer, you have to step out on faith and say no. I know what I'm believing God for. I know what God is capable of. I know that God will deliver. And God wants the best for us. He doesn't want us to have to settle for a job that's paying us less if we don't have to. He doesn't want us to settle for living someplace that is less than where we deserve to be living, doing something that's b- below what, what he would consider his best for us. He wants the best for us. He wants to prosper us. He wants to increase us. So when... You know, when this testimony says that this this young lady had um, another job offer that she turned down, another person might look at her and be like, you are crazy. You bugging. You're unemployed. You're, you're, you're on a small fixed income from unemployment. You should be willing to take any job that presents itself. And that's true to the naked eye. But to a person who knows what God has told them and to a person who knows that they've been in communion with God and in communication and prayer, pleading with God and waiting in faith, then you have to step out on faith and say, I know God has better and I trust that he has better and I trust his word that he wants to prosper me and that he is faithful to do what he says he will do. He keeps his promises. And she stepped out on faith and waited for the next best thing and the next best thing happened to be $12,000 more in her salary than the last thing, honey, and full benefits that she don't have to pay for. Glory to God. That is a wonderful testimony. And thank you and bless you, sis, for sharing that testimony and giving me the opportunity to share that with others. I thank you so much. And I could only imagine what such a testimony is going to do for other people that hear it. Thank you so much. Keep the testimonies coming, guys. And please stay connected on my Instagram page at Throne Room Thoughts and visit the website at throneroomthoughts.com. Stay connected through what I'm listening now, what I'm listening to now and stay connected um through of course the podcast and through my daily devotionals that i will continue posting for you guys um it is a privilege and an honor as usual until next time stay blessed love you all Until next time, be bold, be powerful, and be victorious. Stay connected at throneroomthoughts at gmail.com.